Sports. Oh, this is so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one? Did they blow their butt yes, out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh. Their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the nose <laughs> test didn't? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two! If you miss anything from hour one of The Sinner and the Saint, you can download the podcast at 1080thefan.com. The Fat. Any of the fans' website, the Odyssey app, or odyssey.com, it's available there for you and your listening pleasure. I can make a suggestion. If you're planning any six-hour plane rides, do what I did and download as much Center and Saint as you possibly can and just listen to it the entire way, and uh, you'll basically be there in no time. You'll probably forget basic arithmetic in the process. That's True possibility. The show will just melt you that part of your brain. It, you know what? It's a it's a perfect way of shutting off your brain, and just like eating rancid meat, will give you just a uh, a little bit of a euphoric sense. Oh, without the diarrhea. My goodness, yeah. that's pretty uh, good, especially on a plane. A listener on the fan text line suggests that you Google Hockerl, which is H A K R L. It is apparently an Icelandic delicacy. It's raw shark meat that is buried in sand for a month on the beach, then hung to dry in a barn for a year until the smell of ammonia is so overpowering you can't stand it. Damn. And you eat it. Delicacy. See, I'm not going to eat any bad beef because I'm a... Uh... This is shark meat. Oh, well, that's bad beef. Shark meat is bad beef? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Because I'm a I'm a I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, but f- sharks are fish. Aren't sharks mammals? No, they're not. Are you sure? Positive. They don't breathe air. Dolphins with the blowholes, whales right. with the blowholes. Yeah. Have you ever smelled a blowhole, Will? Well, in college. Yeah. <laughs> I am told. I've smelled my own blowhole. <laughs> Heyo. I'm told uh, a whale's blowhole is a rather disgusting. Aroma. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think's coming out of there? Dead fish? Breathing in crap? Yeah. Probably dead bodies. <laughs> Just full of like little, uh, you know, uh, wooden puppets and, and old puppeteers. That's as far as I got in science class. I watched I watched Pinocchio. <laughs> My mom's like, that's enough of the science for you. <laughs> whoa, 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 get away from that TV. That's enough science for you. You should be good for life. Yeah. You got the... Going got halfway through Dumbo. Didn't even know how it ends. Yeah. So we talked about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers apparently is on his way out. Uh, the The relationship is unsalvageable in Green Bay. He'll be playing somewhere else. Unless he doesn't, then he'll be playing in Green Bay and win another MVP. And who cares? We'll see what happens. But we do know that at least five teams got quarterbacks uh, that are potentially looking at starts, which... Of the quarterbacks, Will Darkens, mm. do you think will have the best rookie season 
And which do you think will have the best career? We've got, again, mm. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, Zach mm. Wilson with the New York Jets, mm. Trey Lance in San Francisco, mm. Justin Fields now in Chicago, and Mac Jones in New, or- in New England. Okay, best career, I will say uh, probably Justin Fields because they will not move him for the life of themselves. I think that after Mitch Trubisky, the the Mitch Trubisky experience, I think Chicago is going to do everything they can for the long run with him. And the longer you're with one franchise and the more chances they give you, probably in the end, considering you're in a division where Aaron Rodgers will leave pretty soon. Sure. I mean, he's old. He needs to anyway. Yeah. Um, the lions are kind of a dumpster fire right now and need help. Jared Goff, very happy. They did not draft a quarterback. Somebody knows how to take care of their star quarterback. And the Vikings are kind of at this weird precipice where it's like, yeah, we're bought in with Kirk cousins, but boy, does he get worse every single year? And we have expiring contracts and people are kind of old on our defense. Rumor has it that the Vikings were very interested in moving up for one of those five quarterbacks, but unable to do it, unable to make that move. So I would throw Justin Fields to say that he's going to have the best career. And again, that's just because I think the bears are going to give him a longer leash. They are also going to play in prospectively a worse division over time as Aaron Rodgers either, you know, retires moves or just whatever. Uh, Can you imagine the bears with a star quarterback? I, this is their best chance. It's a, it's hard to picture yeah. a a star quarterback wearing a Bear, Bears uniform. Well, it's not too hard to imagine because, quite honestly, Rex I, Grossman was well, pretty great. Hey, it's Super Bowl baby. Um, <laughs> but like, Mitch Trubisky was so nuclearly awful. Like yeah, he was he really, was, really bad. Yeah. And Matt Nagy's offense was actually really good. And there were really great plays that were drawn up for him yeah. that were pretty much slam dunks, except for the fact that like Trubisky couldn't hit the broad side <laughs> of a barn. So I, there's encouragement that I have at least that fields is going to be able to perform pretty well under that offense. And again, I just point out the, the fact that like, I think they were scarred by Trubisky scarred by the idea that they had to dump a quarterback or like, you know, get rid of him so quickly. They're going to give this one time. Okay. So there's where I'm going to say best career. Now, best season as a rookie is going to be Trevor Lawrence because they're going to give him every opportunity in the world. Um, He's going to throw like a bajillion times a game. And they're going to be behind in every single game that they play in. So he'll have big fourth quarter numbers and garbage time that won't matter for anything except for rookie records. The only thing that might hold him back is the whole idea that uh, you get a Joe Burrow, which is you get hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Which would suck because Joe Burrow, quite honestly, would have had a very good case for offensive rookie of the year. If he would not have torn his ACL, he was putting up some crazy numbers and I know Justin Herbert did too, but he was greatly benefited by the idea that bro was out by like week seven. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Those are my two. Interesting to see that uh, the teams weren't able to move up into that quarterback situation, especially with Mac Jones dropping all the way to 15. Um, I think a lot of people think that that's a great landing spot for a quarterback. Cause you have bill Belichick, but bill Belichick just to remind people is the oldest coach in the NFL. He will not be there for the entire Mac Jones career. He's older than Pete. I believe that he is. Oh. Or if, if he's Damn. not, if he's not the oldest, then he's number number two. But yeah, yeah th- I mean, those two guys uh, are ancient. Yeah. Um. So you can't expect them to be around forever. But um. Even even if Pete Carroll is older on the calendar, much younger at heart. He sure is. Yes. Um. But it's interesting. The other team that was really interested in Mac Jones and apparently had a trade agreed to, to move up to number 16 to take Mac Jones, uh, was the saints moving down from 28. They had a, uh, 
trade with the Cardinals all set up. Um, but then Mac Jones ended up going to the Patriots. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the guy that a lot of people thought was going to go number three, kept moving up mock drafts going into it and then ends up being the, the one guy that drops down. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that the saints were trying to do that and that we haven't heard anything yet from the saints and the Packers. Now that was the Ooh. second destination where it looks very likely you could move Aaron Rodgers, And of course you don't want to move him within conference. That's why, sure. You know, the rumored or at least strongly rumored. I mean, this, Denver Broncos. this whole thing is just rumors, right? Yeah, it, it, That's why yeah. don't call me when something happens. So yeah, you got the Denver Broncos and I think the Raiders were the other one that were the strong likelihood in the AFC to get him. But like, if I'm thinking about assets as the Packers, I mean, you could probably nab one of those players from the Saints to move Aaron Rodgers. Like, you could probably get Alvin Kamara. You could wow. force their hand enough. You could say, "Look, I." You'd make that trade. Oh well. I mean, I would ask more for Michael Thomas, I guess, because you have Aaron Jones, and what's the point of two backs? Well, you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> your quarterback, uh, yeah, your, your right. quarterback is Jordan Love. What are you? Gonna, what are you going to get, uh, Jameis Winston, in the trade? I think for the Saints too, it's uh, you know they they were living so much in a vacuum for the past four years of just like, hey, this is the year for Drew Brees. This hey, is, this is yeah. the year. Yeah, this, this is, is it. This last is it, right? Yeah, and so now you're at this weird kind of place where uh, you know you have Jameis Winston, who I'm still uh, I'm very confused why people keep talking him up. It doesn't make sense to me. It's it's very strange. Um, you know, well, cause that's you your to. future. You have to talk yourself into it. Yeah, I, I get, but like. I mean, really? Like, like, is he really that good? Like, I, I hear from, like, people that are NFL analysts. And I even hear from people on this station. Got like, oh, yeah, just get him out. Look, he threw all those touchdowns. He might have had equal amounts of interceptions, but, like, the yeah. talent's there. It's like, yeah, I mean, the talent's there, but between the years, he's that gone. That kind of matters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what was the fastest 40 time you ever ran? Ooh. It's like a 4-6 five probably did you or maybe like four six eight did you happen to see michael vick mm. at 40 yeah running a 40 so oh. age, age 40 the age okay age 40 yeah running a 40 so right. he was doing a charity 40 yard dash mm. and he guess on his time i saw this story though i do forget the time i think he had like a if i remember like a four seven five or something four seven two four, four seven, two. and he said oh i'll do better next year <laughs> i pinched my hamstring a little bit that's crazy man isn't that remarkable that's how good just athletically the dude is do you remember uh deon sanders too ran a 40 back in um boy back when he was like he was uh uh trying out for the ravens uh near the end of his his tenure. And I, I don't think he was quite 40, but he was like late thirties, very late thirties, 38, 39. And he still ran like a four, three. Yeah. Which like, it, it just tells you there are some people out there who as professional athletes have the old man effect. Oh yeah. Just, where it's like, it just sustains or it gets slightly better as they get older. Like you, you've heard of old man strength. Of oh, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like once you hit forty or you're in your mid forties, for you're some supposed reason, to decline. Yeah, you're supposed to decline, but you get this like yep. nice little peak where like you finally figured out how to use all the uh, faculties of your body to like get the best amount of strength for useless things like. <laughs> 
getting the lawnmower, lifting the lawnmower up until into a spot in your garage. It's like you shouldn't be able to do that, but you found like the the capability to do it. Oh yeah, well you always hear the legends of those guys that you know. It's uh, I, I remember I was on a farm. My uncle has a farm down in Skamakaway, Washington, which is you know down towards the coast in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And we go down there to help him just toss hay bales right throw them up on the truck or whatever and it's hard work we're all teenagers yeah it's hard that's what that was my uh summer conditioning for footballs so i go down and buck hay bales and so we're down there doing it are you serious that was really well it. i mean i would do it all summer and then i would go play football it wasn't like i need a, i need a job bucking hay bales so i could be ready for football it was like i was shipped out to local farms because i grew up on a farm dude if your girls play sports oh, you have to hey, just man. repeat that constantly to them again, when they're like again. slacking off in the summer being like you know yeah. i didn't do that yeah a bucket hay bales all summer to get ready but there was a guy and it was one of the the local farmers who came over to help and, and he was probably in his like mid to late 30s and the guy was maybe five foot eight hmm. The guy could just pick up a hay bale with one hand and just launch it up the side of a yeah. truck. But the legend of this guy, like, it, you know, when, when he wasn't around, people just start whispering. They're like, oh, yeah, he used to be able to stand flat foot and jump over a four foot fence Damn. and you just kind of go, whoa, holy hell. But there's guys like this that are undiscovered talents. Like you hear the stories about Bo Jackson or whoever. There's guys like that all around that never found a sport to play or never did whatever and just use that strength to pick up and throw around lawnmowers when they were kids. And those are the guys with that old man strength. They, you, you have it or you don't. Uh, Souk tells the story of Warren Sapp. Hmm. The guy never lifted a weight. Yeah. And Souk was a you know, weight room warrior, and then all of a sudden the guy just picks you up and throws you. There's just some guys that have an extra gear, and psh, I ain't got it. It's the guy at the gym who, when you you go to 24-hour fitness and you're trying to get in on the play, uh, the pickup game, back when gyms were a thing, Yeah. Um, it's the bald guy with his shirt off who's hairy, and he looks a little like he's beefy. He, he, sh he shaves his head all yeah. the way back, but then his back hair starts right mm, at the neck. Mm. So it's like didn't eh. bother to get his wife to shave it off for him. Yeah. And it's that guy who you got to worry about. The guy who's also wearing the knee braces who, you know, you clock him at first and you go, I could take this old man. His tank top says uh, men's softball league champion. Right. Yeah, it does. I know the guy. Virtucom yeah. 05. <laughs> Back when I was stronger. Yeah. And that's the guy you worry about because he's going to push you around a little bit. I'm waiting on mine. Oh, yeah. I'm 33. Yeah. And I got I got crap knees. Yep. And and a half a half decent brain. And I I'm waiting for my old man's strength to kick in where I can start beating the crap out of little kids at things yep. and be like this is how you do it guys. So I'm telling you, the old man strength is something those guys already had. Deion Sanders didn't start running a 4-3 when he was 40. No. He already could. So do you You don't yeah. have yours yet, do you? No, I'm not getting any. Well, what are, what I'm are telling you, I'm are telling you, you guys with old man strength had super even strength. They just, yeah. they just never, uh, they never applied it. I'll be, I'll be 40 in June. You'll be 40 in June. Now, I think no. you're going to, it's going to come on here. Sure. I, I, I do. I think you need to, you, you need to start preparing yourself for the reality that you're going to be able to start doing some things you never thought you could do. Oh yeah. That yeah. your old man's strength will come on and like, you'll be able to lift both of your daughters. Well, see, I've got the dad strength. Yeah. Yeah. I can pick up both daughters. See, that's the, here's another old farm thing from okay. the youth. <laughs> what we were told to do. All right. Is uh calf is born, right? Baby cow, right? There she is. There's, there's your calf. Beautiful. You can pick up a calf pretty easily. Weighs, I don't know, 50 pounds when it's born. 
So the trick was you go out and you lift that calf every day. Calf's going to grow a little bit every day. Yeah. And if you lift it every day, oh, eventually man. you'll be able to pick up a, a whole cow. cow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Dude, that's a friggin' movie montage right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a training thing. <laughs> Just lifted up the calf. Push it to the limit. <laughs> your reps. Then eventually you can be able to lift a cow. Final scene is you just wrapping your burly arms around an udder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of uh, freak athletes, uh, something for you to watch tomorrow if you like. Just keep your eye on the news. Apparently DK Metcalf has entered himself into the first step in the Olympic trials. So tomorrow he's running a race somewhere in California. Uh, running the 100-meter dash, seeing if he can qualify for the Olympics. So if you were impressed with him running down Buda Baker uh, on that interception against the Cardinals, uh, keep an eye out. Uh, apparently, he got a there was a tweet that was sent out by the U.S. Track and Field Association um, saying, like, hey, we might have a spot for you if you need it. Well, he took it seriously. And so tomorrow, DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks is going to enter himself in his first track and field event since high school. Giving him any chance? Uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, he'll finish the race. <laughs> I mean, but he hasn't been running for, yeah. so he's going to need to run yeah. somewhere around 10, uh, Oh five or 10 Oh two to have a actual chance of qualifying. What I will say is that he probably has a really good chance just because, uh, if you do look at a sprinter's body, it is similar to a DK Metcalf body. You know, sprinters yep. are built more with muscle mass because of the whole, you know, massive amounts of energy propelling forward thing. Sure. You know, the long, long distance runners look like they had celery for lunch. So, I mean, just looks wise every lunch for their entire yeah, lives. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks wise. I don't know. It'll be interesting. All right. I, uh, NBA all-star said he wants to play in Portland. Interested. We'll talk more blazers. Uh, they also have a game against the San Antonio Spurs tonight. We'll do both of those things next. Center and Saint, 1080 the fan and com. The fan text line is 503-250-1080. Apparently, the lifting a cow story comes from mythology. Milo of Croton, a 6th century wrestler who was said to have lifted a calf every day until it became a bull. Damn. There you go. So, uh, yeah, if you want to be a wrestler in the 6th century, go find a calf lifted every day. Of course, I will say, my family still has a farm. Anytime somebody's out hanging around with the uh, calves, not because they're lifting them. Is they're tipping them? No. Oh. They're milking them? <clears throat> nope. Um, Does it have to do with sex? Yeah. Oh. And it's gross. So we move on from there and we go to cow sex. Oh, no. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Yeah. Kevin Love says he wants to be. A blazer. Kevin oh, Love wants to be? Would like to play. Always yeah. considered Portland his hometown. He was on a podcast talking about, uh, you know, his, uh, his potential future and asked if he had ever want to play in Portland. He said uh, playing with Damian Lillard would be awesome. And, uh, yeah, he'd be interested in in going back to his, his hometown. Your former wing guy. That's right. Wait, you were his wing guy. I, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we were each other's wing guys. Coming back uh, at this point in uh, Kevin Love's career, he's been in Cleveland seven years already. 
Damn, that's a long time. It does feel like a long time. But, of course, uh, since you know he's your wing guy, he's not much older than you, right? Uh, or is he younger than you? He's younger. 32 years One old. One year, yeah. Just 32 years old. Uh, you'd be interested in seeing Kevin Love in a Blazers uniform? I would be, just not right now. Really? Nah. I think he needs to stay there for another year. <laughs> the whole contract thing, you know. Uh, it actually lines up perfectly with what I would imagine to be the last hurrah for the Damian Lillard oh. era in Portland, which is that, you know, you wait two more years, and I think Dame then gets to about one more year left in the uh, Super Max, ex- Max extension he got. And so then you could do the whole, hey, we have some good young talented pieces, but we're also going to bring in the vets for one last push here. Okay. And if Kevin Love was part of that, I think that would be really good if, of course, he could stay very healthy. And that's been mostly the problem of Kevin Love's later part of his career. You know, he was in Minnesota uh, in the first, what, five seasons. Dude, that guy was freaking strong as oak. I mean, he was a double-double machine. He was leading the league in rebounds, I think, two of those years. And, you know, you thought about him as possibly like a uh, just stalwart up there that he would just kind of stay up in Minnesota. And then maybe at some point, you know, Ricky Rubio would come into form and they would finally become a pretty good team and make a push in the West. That's you could tell the story of Minnesota for the last two decades of if, if, if then they could be good and that's never happened. Well, and that was kind of what they tried to with, uh, with old uh, cat, all the things. Yes. Yeah. And then yep. they got Jimmy Butler and that was supposed to be the push. <laughs> Jimmy Butler and talking then he trash. everyone <laughs> to Miami. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, having Kevin love would be cool, but again, it would be within that time frame because right now, uh, no, I mean, we're not going to take Kevin love on this next season. We're about to fire our head coach. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's going to be a huge transition. And once the head coach leaves, there's, a very high likelihood the GM will also go. And if the GM goes, that means there's going to be a new thought process in the building that will most likely turn towards CJ McCollum and go, what are we going to do with this guy? I mean, that's the next step. It's that you get those guys out, you get new management in, and then you go, where are the contracts that are costing us the most money and are not having the greatest effect on what could be happening right now? So speaking of uh, playing in a Blazers uniform, Mm. how do you feel about the Blazers gray uniforms i like them now oh do you i was not a fan at first and then i started to like them and i'm not sure why oh interesting i just started liking them i feel like there is a problem with the nba i was reading an article this morning kind of recapping the game i got bits and pieces of it uh last night but i just figured i'd go and get a refresh on everything going on like i said you skip a week of of sports kind of want to know what's going on in the article says Blazers get a win over the purple and gold. But what were the the Lakers wearing last night? Nice and blue. The royal blue uniforms. Doesn't it feel kind of bizarre to you when you're watching a Blazers-Lakers game and you have a team wearing gray and a team wearing blue? I like it. See, I you like, okay with that? Yeah, I like yeah. the alternate uniforms. I like that stuff. I just don't like it when they're done... Either lazily or ah, so you can't take you can't take the good with too without, heady of a of a thought like because you hate the brown uniforms the, the, the brown uniforms I do like those dude they're so lazy really yes what get out of town they have the topographic map sewn into the they're almost overdone if anything you, it's funny that you say lazy so here's why I say lazy okay. and I'm gonna flip the almost overdone because I think that's part of it <laughs> I think they were. 
were mulling this idea around, right? Because they had to do this part of uh, what was it, the City League thing? Yeah. Or the City Edition? Sure. It was something like everybody did yeah, this. Yeah. And I think they were mulling the ideas around, and I think there were a bunch of ideas up on a whiteboard, and it came down to the idea that they said, "Okay, well, we don't like any of these individually." Yeah. Oh, just threw them Let's all together. Let's just do it all ah. together. Let's just take the type from the Reindeer Portland sign and put that on and say Oregon for the front of the jersey. Let's just do the topographic map everywhere. Let's do the random colors on the edges because they look cool. And then yeah. also because we're trying to make this more of like a, hey, it's Oregon, not quite Portland, and that's also weird. Let's just make up some BS reason as to what the colors are. Oh, one's so you, the coast, you, one's the mountain. One's, <laughs> I, I think they just got all they these made ideas. A cool uniform, and then they just went back and, yeah. and and reworked it. Yeah, I think they just kind of said, "Look, none of these work individually. Let's just just bundle them all together. I, it doesn't matter to me because everybody else, there's like one singular focus. Like Atlanta, it's the MLK thing, right? Yeah, like they focus just on that, and it's like that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Portland, it's like, what's going on here? I like the Knicks with the the circle around. Ooh, the, I do yeah. like the Knicks. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, Eugene Emeralds lumberjack uniforms? No, I haven't. Go ahead and pull those up, and I'd like to I'd like to submit that as your template for next year's Portland Blazers uniform. Just put in uh, Eugene Emerald lumberjack lumberjack uniforms, and if we can get those, that's what I'd like to see. Tell me what you're looking at there, Will. Okay, now which one? Because there's a couple. Well, it should there's be. There's one where it looks like Slimer from Ghostbusters. Oh, just no, no. That's took not a the one. Dump on the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's their standard uniform. Oh, that's their standard? Okay, well, I'm a fan of that. Did you type in a lumberjack uniform? I did, and it looks like there's a plaid one. <laughs> but look at, the, look at the baseball pants as well. Oh, they're jeans. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Ooh. Imagine the Blazers coming out, and these are th their faux flannel shirts on top yep. and faux jeans on the bottom. That I would like to submit as the Blazers' next city league uniform. Yeah, I would be a fan of this. Flannel tops and jorts. Yeah. That oh, would be great. I would for sure be and a fan. And you can fray this. out the jeans where they're cut off to become shorts. Or, or what you could do is you could take the the uh, the you know under sleeves and everything, and they have to match. That's what I'd really like to see. Yeah, I'm on your train here. All right, uh, that's a perfect transition. We have to talk some baseball. I know Jen is not here with us uh, right now, so will join me for some baseball talk. We'll do it after this sports center update. All right, Will, I was going to give you a homework assignment over the break, but you had to make a uh, restroom stop, so uh, I was not able to do it. So I'll just do it right here over the air. Can you uh, type in uh, Luis Santana bat flip for me? Um, so this is uh, the, the time in which we talk baseball. Usually you just start putting the podcast together so you can avoid it, uh, but today you're going to have to participate, which I apologize for. Um, and I will give you a chance to uh, rail on baseball at the end, as is customary when you talk baseball. Um, but I do want to talk about a couple fun stories in baseball. Did you find the uh, bat flip from, I believe, yesterday's game? Yeah, it's just loading. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is in a... It's the Property Brothers. Oh, yeah? That's the pre-roll. All right. The Asheville Tourists and the Brooklyn Damn. Cyclones. That's big. Some big ass brothers. All right, here comes the video. <laughs> the property brother. <laughs> it was. Here it comes. Oh. All right. Yeah, come on, throw the ball. Throw Hit. the ball. 
Whoa. <laughs> okay. What he said, the guy throws a bat like 20 feet yeah. in the air. Boy, hey, good for you. Good gracious. The third inning is his second home run. He went three for five, had five, five RBIs and an 11-4 win for the Asheville tourists. Uh, he was pretty proud of himself. He chucked the bat about 20 feet straight up in the air. Holy couple crap. Steps down first base. Look at that thing go. Uh, I know that you hate baseball and nothing's going to bring you into baseball. Would bat flips get you more interested? Because... <laughs> We talk about it all the time out there. The unwritten rules of baseball disallow you from showboating. That's a sweet bat. Yeah, that's awesome. Jeez. Uh, Look at that thing go. Yeah, uh, I don't know how it works, but Will, if you could tweet that out on our thing, then people can see it if they have not already. You uh, know how Twitter works. I don't know how it works. Um, <laughs> I know how it works. I just don't know how to use it. Uh, I'm, I'm inefficient with it, so we'll have you Jeez. try to share that with the world. Now, um, did he get did he get popped a bit for that? Uh, no, he was we had th- three for five, nothing. Minor league baseball, uh, they don't seem to care as much. But yeah, there, I, in at least in the story that I read that accompanied the video, uh, mm. there was no repercussions of said bat flip. Of course, I mean, you know the guy's willing to throw the bat. Why would you throw a baseball at him? Yeah, you know. Well, and the thing I was going to say is that uh, now there is where I could see the MLB would fine you a little bit because they'd go, look. That's dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's it, fine. We're okay with you throwing the bat. I mean, we're not okay with it because we're a bunch of crusty white guys. But, like, <laughs> don't throw it that high. Well, the, the other thing that you do actually do worry about with bat flips is that the kids start doing it. You start flipping bats like that in the uh, in the minor leagues and in Major League Baseball. And next thing you know, every little leaguer's out there just chucking around on aluminum bats. And next thing you know, you get a bunch of, you know, dead kids. Nobody wants that. So that's a jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. Minor <laughs> League Baseball bat flip turns into dead children on baseball fields. A plethora of dead children <laughs> on baseball fields. Uh, one thing that you have to credit uh, Major League Baseball fans for is uh, the Astros reportedly have officially lodged a complaint with Major League Baseball for the reason for the way that they're being treated by fans. Oh, yes. Right. Now, I loved what the Yankees did. It, well, yeah, Just, the, the whole performance was you. great. The Yankees. Thank you, Yankees. This is the best thing the Yankees fans have done ever. Yes. <laughs> the way that they treated the yes. Houston Astros. The inflatable uh, garbage cans, yeah, the just, cheaters, the the chanting. It, it was all very, very apt, very well done. I mean, uh, yeah, the only thing that just bothers me about all of it is just that, like, none of this is really going to make a difference in, you know, ever how baseball is perceived. Well, it's like I, the fans can do this, but at the end of the day, the Astros still have a World Series trophy, yep. and they were given a uh, very kind pat gentle, on the bottom. A gentle slap on the wrist. More hey. like a, a caress of the wrist. Hey. Give me some of that money you'll make back in a year. Yeah, exactly. Well, they, yeah, they couldn't do anything about their contracts. So all the players made the money they were going to make. And yeah, so there are no punishments. But good on the fans for even after a year where fans were canceled from it, when they were allowed to come into ballparks, they did a wonderful job with that. So I I guess here's my, here's my kind of question about all this. Sure. They are lodging an official complaint with the MLB. That's what you're telling me, right? Uh, According to reports. Okay. What is going to be done in response to that? Like, what are they expecting? 
Well, that, this is this is what I wanted to what know. What do they want? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, could you tell the fans to stop being mean to us for right. cheating and winning a World Series? Yeah. No. Could you please tell the fans who, by the way, have not had the ability to go to baseball stadiums for a year now and are probably ready to just let loose? Could you control them, please? Well, that and baseball. I think baseball was embarrassed by the punishment they had to give out because they, they, they could only do so much. A.J. Hinch is out of Houston. That's about the only thing that really happened. So right? why couldn't they give him the death penalty? Because they can't ruin their own sport. Remember the Southwestern Conference after SMU's death penalty? Okay, that's college. I, I get that, but you, the, the detriment that it would have caused, and I'm sure they looked at all of the reper repercussions of any penalty and just went, there's not much we can do here. They so go, what about, they what go, about sorry, taking the World Series away? I listen, vacating I, it. I, I don't know. They sure they could have done that, and then you you have a second year where you don't have a World Series because there wasn't one in 1994 because they they were on strike. I'm sure baseball thinks they're like, man, I w we probably should have done more based on the reaction that a lot of people have, but they're like, eh, we're done. We're, we're moving on from it. And now they expect them to go out there and tell the fans to shut up. Major League Baseball is probably just laughing in their face. At least I hope they are. So baseball is basically a senior in their final term of high school. <laughs> we probably should have done more. Yep. That's too, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm Moving. out of the, I'm out of this crap town here in like yeah. two months, but then somebody comes, I don't care. but then somebody comes back to him and goes, Hey, remember that class you took your senior? Yeah. No, I don't just leave no. me alone about no. it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're back to bug them about it. It's like, yeah. shut up. Astros. I think that is really the excuse of a governing body who is too scared yeah, to I would agree with face that. up to just one team. Sure. That's I, it. I don't think it would have ruined the sport. I, I honestly it, don't think it really would have ruined the sport. Well, I, th I think the fear is that here, here's the problem with all of that. Okay. Is what do you do with the Boston Red Sox who had their bench coach uh, for the Astros with Alex Cora? He goes over there. Apparently they brought some of that. Mm -hmm. What do you do with all the players that are now on other franchises that are being paid a lot of money by them? Mm -hmm. What do you do with the contracts that have been signed that don't have any clauses for saying if you use garbage cans or electrical things? You know, like the rules weren't written to be prepared for it. That's one thing about the first cheaters almost always get away with it because there is no legislation for it. The per first guys that use steroids were praised across the summer of slam for everything that they did, saving baseball and Barry Bonds got away with, you know, everything and really was never penalized by major league baseball. But the guys that come in try to do the same thing. Now they're the ones that get punished for it. Now there are rules written in saying you can't do this thing. We hadn't thought of when they did it. Okay. What is the worst repercussion now if somebody does something similar to this? That I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay. know what's written into it. But right. we, we know what the penalties are for the steroids. We, you're getting 80-game okay. suspensions. If you get that twice, then you're done with baseball. Right. So I'm just going to ask again. We don't know, right? I just don't know. I didn't, I didn't say we does this again. The collective we of all of the so fans. So here is what I'm, I'm proposing. Propose away. If I am another team, I'm doing the same thing. Do it. I, I'm doing yeah. it. And I presented this to Dusty the, uh, earlier this week. He was like, well, so then why aren't we seeing it? I was like, you probably are. Yeah, they're just not very. In fact, that's what happened with the Astros. Yeah. We didn't see it. Yep. And then we did. And, you got, and then they got away with it. Yep. And there's probably teams who saw that and went, oh, my gosh, we can get away with this. Sure. And it's going to happen over again and again and again and again. And baseball is going to keep putting their hands in. 
The reason to give the Astros the death penalty of sorts, which people like to call it, just a yeah. one-year ban. Sure. It's a frigging message. Yes, it's it saying, is. hey, want to get your franchise ruined? Do it. Yes. We dare you. But baseball doesn't want to go through all I, that. Okay. It's, it's a big headache. Hey, lose younger fans. It's fine. I they're, don't care. They already are, and so, so are <laughs> the rest of sports. We can all get into right. that next week or when you get back. Uh, one other thing from baseball that I wanted to point out. Wade Miley uh, uh, yesterday of the Cincinnati Reds threw a no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians. There's a whole nother rabbit trail we can get down with this, but I like this very much. Uh, his good luck charm for that was an incredible Hulk temporary tattoo that his son gave him before the game. That's badass. So he's in the post game. That's cool. And then I had you do it. He's like, oh, well, first of all, Wade, I don't know if you've considered that as a name for a potential future Darkens child. No, that's not happening. Wade is not a great name. Guess what like Wade's it. son's name is? Uh, What? Jeb. Uh, it's a little Jeb. Gives Papa kid. Wade an incredible Hulk tattoo he had on his right forearm during his no-hitter. Jeb that he and Wade? Here's the question. I know, right? So here's the question. If yeah. you're Wade Miley yeah. and you just threw a no-hitter, yeah. your best performance okay. with this temporary tattoo, mm. he said he's considering it. Would you make that a permanent tattoo? Yeah, why not? That's yeah. perfect. Uh, that absolutely. is the perfect tattoo. Thank it has you. a meaning to it. It's funny. It, it's great. Yep. And yeah. even if he never throws another no-hitter, I think okay. that's that's the perfect tattoo. Just go, hey, see yeah. this temporary tattoo? Make it permanent. Thanks. Well, and it follows the whole uh, best practices with tattoos, which is have a good story behind it. Great story. And that's a perfect it. one. I totally agree. All right. Uh, we move on to uh, what to watch. We do it next. Wrap up the show. This is The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer, Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. Mr. Darkens, there are only five games left on the Portland Trail Blazers schedule. Game one of five is tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs coming off of a victory. Blazers have won six of seven. They are in the sixth spot, one game back of the Mavericks for the five spot in the West. Feels like a must win. Yeah, I mean, they're all kind of must win at this point. Right? Are they? Yeah. Are they all? Well, if they're all must win, this is a must win. Yes, of course, this is a must win. Look, you don't want to You don't want to play that play in, right? No, no, no. You no. certainly don't. I mean, because Damian Lillard, we've seen him in play ins. He's terrible. <laughs> I don't think it's so much Boom. the talent as it oh, is I the exhaustion it. factor. Uh, yeah, did that um, happen last year? <laughs> yeah, I did. And I, I think you're coming down to the point with the Portland Trailblazers where you got to make a playoff series. You have to get in there. A playoff 
or I'm sorry, a play-in scenario would further exhaust what's going on with this roster right now. Now, you have benefited from playing some rather weak teams here. In the last seven games, you've had some really good wins. You've had the uh, win over Celtics Boston. And, yeah. Yep. But uh, most of the teams that you have played have also played down to a level that has allowed you to win most of these games. You rightfully beat the living S out of the Cavaliers, who I got to tell you something, man. I have not seen a team <laughs> look more disinterested than the Cavaliers in quite a long time. Yeah. I, they genuinely looked wait till not next, interested. Wait till next game, and you have the 16-win Houston Rockets uh, yeah. coming up on Monday. That that should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're in this very good stretch where, uh, again, you have some teams that you could uh, – you, you beat the Lakers. You should beat the Spurs. You lost to the Spurs the last time, but that was because you had absolutely no one on your roster because of injury. And then, yeah, you're going to play this Rockets team. You'll most likely get a Denver team that will be sitting a bunch of people because they're already set. They don't want anyone to get hurt. You're in a good spot right now. Yeah. Yeah, so anything that you could see in the next five games that gives you any hope for a playoff push. What is a playoff push to you? It's a winning at least a series and pushing a team in a second round series. So, no, probably not at this point. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just... That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm being frank. So, I mean, you... Let's see here. So, you've, you've got... Uh, You'll get the Clippers, most likely. In the first round. Okay. Is that sure. right? Yep. That sounds right. Yeah. You're not getting past the first round. I could see you winning two games against the Clippers just because of the Paul George choke factor. But I mean, they're already doing load management on most of their roster. And when you get Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs against a team that he is more talented than on average, they should win. Okay. All right. This is my analysis. Well, there you go. My uh, expert analysis. Expert analysis. Um, so in the next five games, if they can make a little run here, they move up into the five spot. That puts them against the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Yeah. So that's what you're hoping for here in the next five games? Um, I ju- it's, again, like, so I, think, you- I think what you hope for is somehow the Nuggets drop out and then it's four or five with the Mavericks. <laughs> hey, there that you go. That would be really nice, there right? There you go. Well, you have head-to-head with the Nuggets. But the Portland Trailblazers have had a very obvious and very public problem with uh, beating Western Conference teams that have winning records. Yep. Everybody above them uh, has a winning record, and they have lost to everybody above them, uh, except for the Dallas Mavericks. They have beat them. That's probably your best chance. From memory, I think I saw that the Blazers are 16 and 18 against Western Conference opponents as a total. Okay. So two games below 500. Be, it shouldn't be that with winning teams, though. No, it no, I'd say be, 16 and 18 is pretty bad when you have a losing record against the entire oh, oh, conference. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm suggesting to you that it's... Oh, all right, yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying that something different. Good. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't think that's you, right. You don't even have a winning record against <laughs> the conference. So that's, that's oh. not positive because here's the way that any playoff series works is you have to win more games than the team you play against. So that might be worth Run that one back. Wait. So to win a playoff series, you have to win more games than the other team in the series to advance. And how many games is it usually? Well, you have to win four out of seven. That's a lot. Yes. So you have to you have to have a winning record somehow in that playoff series. Now, are you telling me I got to watch every one of those games? No, yeah, I'm not saying you have to watch every one of those games. You're out next week, right? What are you doing? Oh, going to the beach. Go to the beach. Which beach? Uh, we're going to kind of, we're going to ocean city, but we're kind of just hopping around all of them. Nice. Dude, it's Morgan coast. Do you call it the beach or the coast? 
You say coast. I say Oregon coast. Oh, I say, well, I think I refer to it as the beach whenever somebody asks me, what are you doing? Ah. And then I say beach trip. But then, like, if it's between Megan and I, we'll say, like, oh, you know, what should we bring to the coast? Or how long is it going to take us from here to get to the coast? Yeah. Which is kind of odd. There's a beach there, but I think of it as the Oregon coast. Maybe I'm just trying to project onto other people what I want. The beach trip. Like, I just got back from Hawaii. That's a beach trip. That's right. That's that's a beach. There's crystal waters and white sand. It's all good. All right. Well, everyone have a wonderful week. I'll be back in some fashion maybe next week. Uh, But for now, we're done. Bye-bye.